Welcome, L.A. sports fans, to episode four of the L.A. Courtside Podcast, which is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I'm your host, L.A. Ray, L.A. Ray in the house. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the journey of uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, from this point forward, we would call him THT. He's the new darling of the L.A. Lakers fans. And I'll also talk about the uh, Clippers, of course, give a Clippers update. And then I'll also go around the NBA. So starting off with uh, THT, you know, personally, I always like it when a young kid sort of overcomes tremendous odds and, and then ends up doing, you know, what he's always wanted to do, whether, you know, whether or not that's being a professional football player, or a baseball player, or it doesn't even have to be sports related. It could be a banker, a doctor, or in this particular case, a professional basketball player. And again, that player that I'm going to profile is THT. Again, the new fan favorite of the L.A. Lakers. So just to give you a brief overview of his uh, upbringing, uh, THT, for those of you who probably know by now, he was born in Chicago, which, you know, as most of you know, is a very, very tough place to grow up, especially for uh, African-Americans, young African-Americans. And, you know, he pretty much stayed away from the gangs and the drugs uh, but he still had to overcome some adversity and tragedy in his in his young life. For example, at the age of 13, he lost his grandmother and his grandmother had a huge influence in his upbringing, along with his mother and father. He lost his grandmother to uh, colon cancer. A few months later, at age 14, he lost his father to a heart attack. And then a few months later after that, he lost his best friend in a shooting which was ironically in Los Angeles. But after all of that, you know, he still enrolled at uh, Simeon High School as a freshman in Chicago. And if any of you are high school basketball fans, which I'm one of those two as well, you know the list of players who have come out of that particular school, Simeon High School in Chicago. You have players like Derrick Rose, you know, former MVP of the Chicago Bulls and currently with the Detroit Pistons. You have Jabari Parker that plays for Sacramento. You have Bobby Simmons of the Brooklyn Nets. You have Kendrick Nunn of the Miami Heat. And uh, Nick Anderson, you know, formerly of the Orlando Magic. And, you know, if you play basketball at Simeon High School, you know you can flat out ball. Nobody's going to be on that team, even a 12th man, who's not going to be able to ball. So going to Simeon High School you and, and you're a very good player coming in, you know you have a lot of pressure on you at that point. So in three straight seasons in, at Simeon, uh, he led them to the Chicago City Championship, which is no easy task, of course, as they have great high school basketball in Chicago. When he was a senior, he eventually received a four-star rating in his senior year, and he was recruited uh, by such schools as Illinois, Michigan State, Kansas, Xavier, Ohio State, among others. You know, being a four, having a four-star rating is, is nothing to sneeze at. He ended up choosing Iowa State over Illinois uh, because of some curious circumstances, which was reported by the uh, Chicago Times. So basically, THT, uh, he played on a, a high-power Chicago AAU team, along with a young man by the name of Io Desumu who was a five-star recruit in his own right, and he currently plays for the Fighting Illini uh, this season. 
And it was thought that both uh, he and THC would both end up with Illinois. But for some apparent reason, THT left that AAU team for another AAU team. And that pretty much upset the Desumu camp. Uh, well, they didn't like the fact that THT left that AAU team. It's still not known exactly why he left there, but he did leave and, and went to another AAU team. So it was some folks in the uh, Desumu camp that didn't like that. So basically, Illinois was then left to choose between one of the two. So naturally, they picked the five-star Desumu, who, by the way, this kid... If you ever seen him play, he's averaging 20 points per game with Illinois to this date. And he should be first team all Big Ten. Uh, that kid can definitely play as well. If you haven't seen the fighting in line night play, check out Io DeSumo. He's a baller as well. THT, you know, he then chose Iowa State. He had a pretty good freshman year. We averaged about 12 points per game. And then he declared for the NBA draft, which surprised a lot of people. Um, you know, he broke some freshman records at Iowa State, uh, you know, had a had a pretty good year, but no one thought that he would uh, declare for the NBA draft after his freshman year. But, um, you know, he put stock in himself. He believed in himself and um, he wanted to uh, follow his dreams and get drafted in the NBA. So the scouts, you know, they were enamored with his, you know, he had a seven foot uh, wingspan, but they were concerned about his shooting, his outside shooting, especially his three point shooting. So when the draft finally came around, uh, it wasn't until the number 42 pick in the second round where he was chosen by the Orlando Magic, who then traded him to the L.A. Lakers. So at that point, he played in the G League for much of the 2019 season. Uh, but in 2020, he actually played for the Lakers in game six of the bubble playoffs against the Rockets. And if you all remember that game, that's a game he scored nine points in 10 minutes. And a lot of people were even surprised that um, – he came off the bench and played in that game. So the Lakers, of course, they went on to win the championship. And THT actually became the second youngest player to play in and win an NBA championship. Second youngest. And if you want to know, you know, who the the um, youngest player that ever played in and won the NBA championship, I had to look this up. And it was actually Darko Milicic, if you remember him. Uh, from the Detroit Pistons when they won the championship in 2004. Darko Milicic was only 18 years old. So he has the distinction of being the youngest player to ever win a championship. So now that brings us to this season. So, so far, THT, you know, he had his best game this past Sunday, scoring 17 points against the Houston Rockets. It seems like he just loves playing against the Houston Rockets. He has his best games playing against them, but he went 7 of 8 shooting, uh, including two of three from three-piece land. And that's the part of his game that scouts were doubting when he came out. So he did well there. And he also added five rebounds. He had four steals. He had three assists. So as far as his contract goes right now, he's currently under a two-year contract with the Lakers. And this is going to be very interesting because, you know, if he continues to play this way, and, um, you know, Lakers will have a huge decision to make uh, next summer. That's the uh, first time that they can try to extend him or try to sign him to a long-term contract. So the question will be, do they keep THT and try to trade, say, a Kuzma? Or do they let THT walk because they may not be able to afford him? I don't think they'll be able to afford him and Kuzma. So one of the two probably will not be with the Lakers come next summer. 
either way, THT, you know, he's a very intriguing player. The teammate, his teammates, especially LeBron James and fans, they really love this guy. You know, he's a high energy guy. He doesn't do one particular thing like very, very, very well. He just he just plays a game and does most things well. You know, he can rebound. He can pass. He can defend a little bit. You know, he shoots the ball pretty well. And he's a very, very tough player. So it'll be very interesting to see how much he progresses between now and the end of the season. And like I said earlier, uh, when I started talking about him, it's just refreshing to see a young man, um, you know, come from difficult circumstances and follow his dream. You know, a lot of young kids, especially African-American kids and not just African-American kids, it's just any kid, you know, who comes up and who's coming up and playing basketball. They all dream about being in the NBA. But of course, there's only so few many of these kids that make it to the NBA. So, you know, a guy like THT, anytime, you know, you see him in an interview, he always says, hey, I just work hard. Uh, I try to do the best I can. You know, I never want anything to be to be given to me and I just go out and I give 110 percent and that's the type of player that you really really want on your team so again looking forward to uh THT you know playing with the Lakers down the line and uh, we'll see how it all turns out in the meantime you LA Lakers fans you got a kid that you can root for uh a kid that you can think about in the future being a, a part of a maybe another championship team down the line so Kudos to the Lakers for uh, discovering this kid, and uh, let's hope he has continued success. And also, as a side note to this, uh, the kid I mentioned from Illinois again, Io Desumu, this kid will be drafted in the first round. He could have came out last year and probably would have been drafted in the first round as well. But if you look at some mock drafts of the 2021 NBA draft, Io is projected to go anywhere from, say, number 20 down to 25 or 26, somewhere in that area. There's a possibility that this kid may fall to either the Lakers or the Clippers. And wouldn't that be a juicy story? As you know, L.A. Ray loves those juicy subplots. Wouldn't it be something if this kid ended up being a teammate of THT? Or if he ended up playing for the Clippers, he would be with the supposed rival and he would be playing with the Clippers and then he would be going up against THT. So that would be a juicy, juicy subplot if that were to happen. I'm actually rooting for that to happen. I'm rooting for this kid, Io, to get drafted by either the Lakers or the Clippers, because, again, just go to YouTube, put his name in there or just Google Io's name for the uh, fighting Illini. You'll see his name on the roster, and you'll know who I'm talking about. This kid, get, he's got some game. He's got some game, folks. So, hopefully, we can get that subplot going down the line. Uh-oh. There's that song. There's that song, folks. This must be the Around the NBA segment brought to you by L.A. Ray of the L.A. Courtside Podcast. Let's go around the NBA a couple of times and talk about a couple of games here or a couple of players. All 
I want to start off this segment by discussing the James Harden saga down in Houston, Houston Rockets. Now, I know many NBA fans, you have your players that you pretty much don't like for whatever reason, whether it's legitimate or not. Everyone has a player that they just do not like or despise. You know, maybe that's a strong word, despise, but my player is James Harden. I just do not like the guy. I don't like the beard. I don't like the Houston Rockets at all. And last night, they just got their natural tails whipped, lambasted by who else? The L.A. Lakers. And James Harden had a news conference after that game. He only answered a couple of questions. It's typical James Harden. Uh, he basically said, uh, in no uncertain terms, again, that uh, this team is not going to win. Uh, whatever's broken down there cannot be fixed. And he wants to be traded. Uh, it seems like the guys just quit on that team. It's, it's just obvious that he's quit on that team. And if you look at James Harden nowadays, if you saw that game last night against the Lakers, uh, he looks fat and out of shape. You know, I don't know what he's been doing. Doesn't look like he's been taking care of himself. He's uh, He hasn't missed any meals, I can tell you that. Now, he's still scoring in bunches. That's the type of player he's in. He is. But I've always been... Um, uh, one who thinks that James Harden will never, ever win a basketball championship. Now, he may go end up with a team, a really, really good team. I hope it's not any of our L.A. teams, but um, we well, could possibly win a championship. But I just don't like the guy. I don't, I don't like his attitude. Um, I don't like the way he's going about things in Houston. So I was glad to see, see them get lambasted by the Lakers last night. You know, he needs to just just shut up and play, man. The owner says that he's going to try to honor the trade, but they're not going to just automatically trade him to a contender and not get back um, assets in return that they think they deserve. You know, if he gets traded to a, a bottom feeder team uh, who's willing to offer the uh, Rockets whatever they're asking for, for Harden, then if I'm the owner, then I'll trade you to that team. But, uh, you know, any of the, the, the lower level teams probably wouldn't want to trade for him anyway. So supposedly there's four or five teams who've been interested in James Harden. And as of right now, they're probably lowballing the, low-balling the um, Rockets. They're probably not offering what the Rockets are asking for. But as the season rolls along, I'm sure that the Rockets will start getting offers Um uh, for James Harden, that's uh, that's a good return on on the investment uh, that the Rockets have in Harden. So again, uh, Harden, not one of my favorite players. So every time they play either the Clippers or the Lakers, uh, I, I'm just hoping that they just just whip him into a frenzy because just don't like the dude. The next topic I want to touch on is a proposed trade between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. And I know we're early in the season. You don't typically have these trade rumors this early in the season, but um, I already mentioned the uh, James Harden fiasco over there in Houston. But this particular trade rumor seems to be gaining some steam and just want to analyze this real quick. Again, it's the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. And in this proposed trade, a particular trade, 
Miami will receive guard Zach Levine, who, in my opinion, is a budding superstar and a 2021 second round draft pick. And Chicago will receive Andre Iguodala, the veteran uh, NBA champion, Duncan Robinson, who's a three piece specialist, uh, Kendrick Nunn, who had a very good year last year for Miami and Miami's 2022 first round draft choice. Now, right off the top, I'm thinking, why would Chicago do this? Uh, Zach Levine, again, in my opinion, is a budding superstar. You ever watch this kid play? You know, he's magnificent, especially in the open court, former slam dunk champion. He's just an offensive uh, powerhouse. You know, he's a stat stuffer. He can he can make buckets pretty much. That's his job. And that's what he does. And the Chicago Bulls, in my opinion, they have a, a pretty decent young team. You know, they have Levine. They have uh, Kobe White, who's currently in his young season, averaging 17.3 points per game. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, he's averaging 17.7 points a game, seven rebounds a game. He should be coming back uh, in the next few days from a 12-day uh, COVID quarantine. They also have Wendell Carter, young player, averaging 13 points, eight rebounds. And also their rookie, fourth overall pick in the last NBA draft, Patrick Williams, who's averaging 10.3 points per game. So they have a pretty decent young team there. And, uh, you know, Chicago has assets. You know, they have their own first round picks, you know, coming up. Maybe the thinking is that they are going to stockpile some picks. But if they get Miami's 2022 first round pick, that probably won't be in the top 10. As, of course, Miami has a good team. They lost in the NBA Finals to uh, the Lakers. Uh, as far as Miami goes, uh, you know, they also, of course, have a very good young team. Tyler Harrow this year averaging 17.7 points per game. That kid can play. That kid can ball. Trust and believe. Bam Adebayo, 17.4 points per game. Jimmy Butler, so far, is not having a Jimmy Butler type year. But, again, this we're early. He's averaging 15.8 points per game. And then you have Duncan Robinson, who is a guy that's in this proposed trade at 12.9 points per game. He's the three-piece marksman, I call him. He's one of the better three-point shooters in the league. And uh, Kendrick Nunn, but he's only averaging 5.2 points per game so far this year. And as opposed to 14.6 points per game, last year so i'm not sure what's going on in miami with kendrick nunn where his production has slipped that much he doesn't even start uh anymore or get the minutes that he received last year anymore but again it's early so again in analyzing this trade if you know if i'm chicago i don't make this trade i'm thinking you know pat riley is trying to fleece me of zach levine you know why would chicago want to get rid of zach levine when, when he's a um, – he'll definitely be in the NBA All-Star game this year if they have one. And he's like in the top five in scoring so far this year. And all you're giving me back is, you know, Andre Iguodala. You know, you respect and love Iguodala, of course. Uh, but he's on the last legs of his career. Duncan Robinson, you know, he really can only do one thing, and that's shoot the three, which is fine. He does that very, very well. does that better than most in the NBA Kendrick Nunn, again, um, if I was getting last year's Kendrick Nunn, maybe. I'm not sure what's going on with him this year. But even last year's Kendrick Nunn, 
I'm not so sure if, if, if I would take that if I'm Chicago. And then again, the Miami 2022 first round draft choice, which is not going to be, uh, you know, in the top 10, it's going to be somewhere in the 20s. So in my opinion, if I'm Chicago, I would not make this trade. I'm keeping Zach Levine in the Windy City. He would be my cornerstone uh, moving forward. So far this year, the Chicago Bulls are only four and seven in this young season. And, um, you know, they, they may not make the playoffs. But again, they have a good young core. Kobe White, I was watching a Chicago Bulls game. I forget who they were playing a few days ago. And Kobe White is like grease lightning out there on that court, man. He can get from one end or the other in a split second. And his outside shooting has improved. His decision-making has improved. He's a very, very good up-and-coming uh, point guard. And Larry Markinen, you know you know what you're going to get from him. Steady, very good player. Like I said, 17.7 points per game, seven rebounds per game. And then Wendell Carter, you know, he's only going to get better moving forward. And Patrick Williams, who was the fourth pick in the, in the last NBA draft, which surprised a lot of people. Um, but so far, he's averaging 10.3 points per game. So he looks to be uh, a very, very good player moving forward. So uh, I'm Chicago. I would not let Pat Riley fleece me. Uh, you know, Pat Riley always wants to improve his team, even if they made it to the finals. Um, and if Zach Levine were on the Miami Heat and they gave up uh, Robinson and and uh, Kendrick Nunn and and, you know, they would have uh, Tyler Harrow still. They would have uh, Bam and Jimmy Butler and Zach Levine. Now, if you have that as your core. You might as well pencil in Miami for another finals appearance if you add Zach Levine to that squad. So Chicago, if I'm Chicago, no. If I'm Miami, I can always dream and and hope that Chicago would pull that trigger. But in my opinion, absolutely, positively, unequivocally, no, I would not make that deal. LA Courtside Podcast Show, we have breaking news. Breaking news that have just come in, and no sooner than I talk about uh, James Harden on this particular podcast, news has come out that he's finally gotten his wish, and he has been traded. This is a 14-blockbuster trade, and there's a lot of moving parts in this trade. Uh, I'm just going to let you all know who the major players are. They're, they're players... Uh, draft picks, first round, second round draft picks, and uh, and everything else in between. Uh, the four teams involved are, of course, the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Indiana Pacers, and the Brooklyn Nets. And basically, it boils down to this. The Nets, they get James Harden. That's probably where he wanted to go. Now you have that super team with um, Kevin Durant and the Mercurial Kyrie Irving, who's currently not even playing right now, but I'm sure he'll be back with the team. I don't know how that's going to work. That's something I may talk about at the uh, on my next podcast, episode number five. Personally, I do not think that's going to work. But the Nets, they get James Harden. Uh, Karis LeVert, who's a, a very, very good player for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, bench player, goes to the Indiana Pacers. And Houston... They get uh, Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, 
and multiple first round picks in 2022, 24, 26. They get to swap picks with a couple of these teams. So uh, Houston gets a bevy of uh, first round picks out of the deal as well. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers get Jared Allen and uh, Torian Prince. So just on the surface, as far as James Harden is concerned, that's what he wanted. Uh, he is going to the Brooklyn Nets, who have a better chance of going to the championship, of course, than the Houston Rockets. So he got his wish, and uh, we'll see how it works out. We will definitely see how it works out. Again, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and um, James Harden as a threesome there. I don't know, but uh, we will see. It's something that we definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, we're definitely going to monitor between now and the end of the year. All right, my last and final topic. Well, this is last, but certainly not least. Uh, the L.A. Clippers. Since my last podcast uh, was done on Sunday, it was done before the game against the Chicago Bulls on Sunday, where the Clippers, who are now 7-4, and four, defeated the Chicago Bulls 130-127. to 127. They had to come back um, to uh, win that game. After the first quarter, they were down by 9 and what struck me in this game is uh, the defense uh, by uh, the Clippers. Moving forward, and it's just one game, uh, the defense definitely has to uh, tighten up a bit. 127 points for the Chicago Bulls without any overtime. It's just a bit too much for my taste. But in that particular game, uh, Zach Levine, uh, who I discussed earlier in a possible deal, uh, with the Chicago Bulls to the Miami Heat. Kids scored 45 points. 45 big ones, baby. Nobody could stop them. So that's one of the reasons why Chicago scored 127 points. But even so, that's a lot of points to be given up to uh, the Bulls team. As far as the Clippers are concerned, in that particular game, Kawhi Leonard scored 35 points on 14 of 22 field goals uh, shooting. You can't get any more efficient than that. Uh, he went over 10,000 points for his career. Um, Kawhi, he's show, showing he's Kawhi's Kawhi. I mentioned this in, in uh, my podcast before. You know what you're going to get out of him. So I'm not surprised. 35 points, 14 out of 22. Uh, he was doing his thing. Um, Paul George uh, had 28 points on eight of 19 field goals. Uh, what struck me there was he was five out of eight at three-piece land. So Paul George can definitely shoot the three. And if you have those guys playing like that, being that efficient, uh, the Clippers are going to be hell to deal with uh, for any team, not just the Lakers, but for anybody. Uh, they are playing very well right now. Again, they are seven and four. As far as a couple more players, uh, Lou Williams, who has not gotten off to a very, very good start, but he did score 21 points in this particular game. But three out of the last four games before that, Lou Williams scored six points or less. They're going to need a little bit more consistency out of Lou Williams. I mean, that, that dude has one of the sweetest strokes in the NBA. When he's on, it's not too many uh, 
players in the NBA who are better shooters than Lou Williams is. So he needs just to be a little bit more consistent in his game. And, um, you know, if he can have several games like he had against the Bulls, he's not going to you know, be expected to score 21 points every night. But, you know, be more consistent than scoring six points or less. You know, be a little bit more aggressive. Um, he's never been afraid to shoot. So, hey, man, when you're out there, you got that opportunity, fire up that pill. Because, again, you're one of, you have one of the sweetest strokes in the league. Not too many people who can shoot like him. So they're definitely going to need him uh, moving forward. Now, this next player, again, if you all listened to my last podcast, I said I was going to give Luke Kennard a chance, and I still am going to give him a chance. He is a clipper. He does play in Los Angeles. So he's one of us. Uh, but in this particular game, he only played 18 minutes. And he scored five points, had one re- rebound, and one assist. Now, the minutes are is what really concerns me. Uh, 18 minutes, you know, for a guy. You know, again, I keep bringing up the money, and I can't, you know, help but to bring it up. You know, the money is what it is, and players make what they make. That's fine. Uh, but we as fans, you know, if you're making um, $64 million over a four-year four period, you know, we expect a little bit more out of you. Now, his minutes seems like they're decreasing a little bit. And I don't know, again, if, if it's the um, coaching staff that, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, losing a little patience with him or I'm not sure what it is. But when he's on the floor, it doesn't seem like the teammates look for him as consistently as they should, you know, based on the contract that he has. You know, I'm just saying, I don't know what it is, but. I'm ex- still expecting a little bit more out of Luke Kennard. So as I mentioned, my lap- last podcast again, you know, going to get a kid a chance, you know, he can shoot the ball now. Um, you know, maybe again, he's still just trying to, uh, to learn his teammates and, or getting used to a new area, you know, living in LA is a little different than living in Detroit. You know, you're playing for a team now who is uh, favored by many to make it to the NBA championship. You know, a lot of people favor them to beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised. You know me, Lakers, Clippers, either one of the two. But a lot of pundits out there expect the Clippers to beat the Lakers. But in order to do that, they're going to need Luke Kennard to be a little bit more consistent. So um, even though I was disappointed in defense, it's still a very good win. A win is a win. The Clippers are 7-4, and four, uh, and they just keep chugging along. Uh, tonight's game, they play the New Orleans Pelicans. That should be a nice, juicy game. Uh, Zion Williamson and Ingram and those boys. Uh, Ball is not playing Lonzo Ball. I do believe he's out for tonight's game with a, I think he may have an ankle injury or slight knee injury or something like that. He won't be available for New Orleans. But it's a game that the Clippers should win, but it should be entertaining to watch. You know, like I said, with Zion and Kawhi and Paul George and all the rest of the boys going at it. So I'm looking forward to watching that game tonight. With that, I am going to end the show. But before I do that, I'd like to give a few shout outs. First to all of the Clipperholics writers on fansided.com. You go to fansided.com, click on the LA Clippers link and read some very good articles on the LA Clippers. 
from the Clipper Holics writers, including myself. Also want to give a shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network producers, Isha Jerome and Dylan Kaiser, who have been a great help to me since I've started this podcast. And also, lastly, to my son, Kyle, a.k.a. Jay West. If you're a youngster looking for some beats, look up Young Jay West on Instagram. That's at Jay West, J-E-I-W-E-S, on Instagram. And lastly, the old school songs that you heard today, the intro song was Aqua Boogie by Parliament Funkadelic. That middle song was called Never Buy Texas from a Cowboy, also by Parliament Funkadelic. And you're currently listening to Cosmic Cars by Cybertron. With that, LA fans, until episode number five, peace.